Let me know if this sounds like you. You're a teacher who's at their wits end, burned out, or maybe you're just stressed to the max. You want to get on the road to burnout recovery, but you don't know what to do, how to get there, or if it's even possible. I hear you and I want to help, but we didn't get into burnout on the same path. So why should recovery be any different? That's why I wanted to share with you a brand new free resource that I have on my website. It's called the Personalized Roadmap to Teacher Burnout Recovery. In this quick, less than five minute quiz, you'll answer questions that will help identify your needs, your strengths, and your weaknesses. Once you've completed it, you will have access to the personalized roadmap to burnout recovery that's going to give you your next best steps to take on your recovery journey, packed with resources and support along the way. Head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash quiz or head over to the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see your action steps along the way. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, hey, welcome back to episode 49 of the Resilient Teacher Podcast. An article in USA Today from last month stated that more teachers have left the profession in the last couple years than ever before. That probably doesn't surprise you, does it? And burnout is the number one cause of teachers leaving. You could say it's safety. You could say it's workload. You could say it's behavior. But they all lead to the same thing, extreme burnout, extreme nervous system dysregulation that's leading teachers to choose their health or their jobs. And many teachers are choosing themselves. I don't blame them. I don't feel like self-care is the answer to all burnout. It, it isn't the cure. Yeah, we can work towards making our jobs sustainable, but at the base level, there are systemic issues that we can't self-care our way out of. And so I know it seems counterintuitive for me to discuss with you transitioning out of the classroom, but I never want another teacher to put their needs or their wants for their life on the back burner all for a job. That's another silly and unrealistic expectation, and I would rather give you the resources that will help support you in making your decision. So if you're at this place where you're having to choose, should I stay, should I go, I want you to know I've got your back. And above all else, I want to help you through your burnout, whether you stay or whether you go. Last week, we talked with Amber Harper from The Burned In Teacher to discuss how she left the classroom, not once, but twice, and she came back. So if you missed that one, you should probably go check it out. But in today's episode, I'm turning to my friend Daphne Gomez, who is the teacher career coach, to help you in determining how you can gain clarity on if leaving the classroom is right for you, what your options are, what types of jobs could you do if you left and still make an impact in education, and the transferable skills every teacher has that you can add to your resume. After navigating her own career transition from teaching in 2017, Daphne Gomez founded Teacher Career Coach to support other teachers thinking of making a change. She launched the first complete coaching program of its kind, the Teacher Career Coach course, in 2019, and she also hosts the popular Teacher Career Coach podcast each week. Daphne has created a judgment-free community dedicated to helping educators find happiness in their careers inside or outside of the classroom. Even if you're not considering leaving teaching, but you're really burned out and you need a change, I definitely think that this episode has something for you inside of it. So let's not waste any time and let's go meet Daphne. 
Hey there, and welcome to the Resilient Teacher Podcast, the podcast giving overwhelmed and burned out teachers inspiration, sustainable strategies, and reigniting passion for teaching. I'm Brittany, a special education teacher and teacher resilience and retention strategist, and I am on a mission to inspire educators to prioritize their mental health and individualize their self-care routines so that they can live a balanced, fulfilling life as an educator while making a bigger impact in their classrooms and communities. Each week, I'll be sharing tips, strategies, mindset shifts, and discussing hot topics in teacher resilience with other knowledgeable experts so that you can ditch the overwhelm, prevent burnout, and create the life you've been dreaming about. So let's get started, and let me remind you that you too are a resilient teacher. Hi, Daphne. I am so excited to have someone on the podcast with such a wealth of knowledge on the show. Thank you for being on the show with me. Thank you for having me, Brittany. I'm just really excited to be able to support people who are struggling with this. Yes, yes. So when I have people on the show, I always ask the same question, starting it out, because the listeners of the podcast are those overwhelmed teachers, they're burned out. Tell us a little bit about your experience in education. Yeah. So I started teaching, I think, gosh, it would have been 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I started teaching. I always wanted to be a teacher. And my mom was a teacher. And she actually always warned me that she didn't like it at all, that she was really overwhelmed and burned out and that not to take the same path that she had taken. Yeah. And this is one of those situations where I almost wish that I would have listened to my mom's advice. Um, because the first two years of teaching, I just didn't feel like myself. Like I could not describe what I was feeling, but it was just constant burnout, constant overwhelm. Mm-hmm. And I had other careers and or not careers, I wouldn't say. Teaching was my first career, but I had other jobs in the past that were high stress and teaching just somehow took more out of me. Absolutely. Um, but I realized, you know, I wanted to give it a change of environment, see if if a different administrator or a different demographic of students, if that was going to help alleviate some of the discomfort that I was feeling. And so I ended up moving to a new school district, moving down to Los Angeles to be with my now husband. And um, during that transition period, I realized that it wasn't necessarily just the environment that, that I was in, just something wasn't clicking with mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I had I had hit this roadblock that last year at the new school district was the worst year that I had ever had. And I started breaking down mentally and physically. I was going to the doctor for stress-related illnesses. I was really young. And they just kept saying over and over again, these are like extreme stress um, signs that we're yeah. seeing. Weird things with my brain, weird things with my, my tummy, um, really bad grinding my teeth and then also just bawling on the way to work on yeah. a day-to-day basis, not feeling like I could do things on the weekend besides work. And overall, I just knew at the very end of that school year, based on my mental, my physical health, the toxic work environment that I was at at that school district, um, I did not want to go into the classroom even in a new school or district the next year. I j- I yeah. didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew I had to remove myself from that situation and heal and become happy and healthy again. And so that's when I ultimately made the decision to leave 
uh, teaching. Yeah. Yeah. So I I heard you say a lot of things that I have felt. I know that so many teachers have felt. And I come onto the podcast and I talk about ways to overcome teacher burnout, all of these things. We talk about resilience. But I never want anyone who doesn't want to teach anymore to think I'm telling them, you know, stay into teaching. You got to stay into teaching or you've got to do this or you've got to do that. And that was one of the reasons why I was like, you know, who needs to come on the podcast? Daphne Gomez. She needs to come on and she needs to talk and she needs to tell her story because I know that so many listeners can feel those same feelings that you felt, can can really empathize with that. And so, you know, what led you to creating the teacher career coach? What What was that like? Well, so it was coupled with my own personal experience leaving the classroom and then what I saw on the other side after I left the classroom. First, you know, those last few months, I started being a little bit more transparent with the very close colleagues that I had and just saying, I want to leave. Do you guys know what else I could do? I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like this, I I just can't do this. And everybody's first reaction was, you can't leave teaching. You're such a good teacher. Try a different Ugh. school because they, I can say with confidence now, everyone who was close to me also left that school. They mm-hmm. either went to a completely different school because of the toxic work environment that we were in together as a team. Um, but uh, they were just saying, no, you can't leave teaching. Like, But because of my past experience, just knowing like I had changed environments a couple of times, I was really adamant, like, this isn't the answer. Like continuing to put myself through this, like, I have to try something else. So I was going all over the internet and I was just trying to find like top jobs for former teachers or any sort of resource to help me understand my career trajectory at that stage and not waste my master's in education. Right. And feel like I was starting over from scratch and I could not find anything. And I ultimately just did a ton of research, upskilled, did my resume, really figured out how I wanted to kind of pursue new roles outside the classroom, but it wasn't a wonderful approach. It was a little haphazard and probably took a little bit longer than it needed to. But I found this really amazing role with a Fortune 500 company. I was working at Microsoft at the time Mm -hmm. um, in their education program. And when I was doing that work, I was able to get the job because I had K through 12 experience. That was a prerequisite for Mm -hmm. the actual job that I was doing at the time. But then on top of that, I started meeting project managers that were former teachers or product managers that were um, former teachers. I met people at the top of the training and development space, creating these like insane programs that were being shared amongst all these teachers and the people who were developing those programs were former teachers. Then I started to do like national conferences. So speaking at national conferences on behalf of my um, employer Mm -hmm. and also working at school districts, just being free professional development support for people who are implementing this program, just saying, hey, you want to learn how to do the program? Actually, why don't I create a couple lesson plans, make it easier for you and then bring it over there. So my role was very cool and it was still really tied into education And during that time, constantly people were 
chasing me out to the parking lots and whispering, hey, you're a former teacher. How did you get this job? Or meeting me up at the podium at national conferences and they're there as tech coaches or on behalf of their school district. And they're saying, hey, you said that you're a former teacher. How do we get jobs like this? Mm -hmm. And it sparked something in me like nobody was talking about it back then. This is 2017. And I continued to really think about it for a couple years. And then I also worked at this other tech company, a really well-known tech, ed tech company as the instructional designer. Mm -hmm. So that is the role that a lot of teachers end up finding themselves looking into these like training and development spaces. But I was the instructional designer. So I created online courses and digital curriculum specific for teachers. But I kept thinking, why don't I create something like this for the people who need someone to walk them through this process? Because it's not something that has, I like to say, a tweet-sized answer. Yeah, There's a lot of nuances. It is something that needs some hand-holding. And so that's really where I started kind of developing and crafting and creating Teacher Career Coach, which was launched originally in 2019. Yeah. And I think I think one of the biggest things that teachers struggle with are, you know, there are some extreme circumstances that are happening right now in the education space. There's a widespread issue of burnout. I think more and more teachers are leaving or thinking about leaving. And I tell, you know, members of my programs that sometimes we think that leaving, you know, is the answer. Um, it's going to solve all of our problems. And really, that's just not the case. You know, that, that it's more about aligning our values, knowing our personality types, really getting into them, looking at how they're overworking, how they're overcommitting, really got what got them into burnout, right? So before we get into really helping the listeners, if they need to gain clarity, I have to ask the question, is it greener on the other side? Not 100% every time. No, yeah, not at all. Um, I will say, unfortunately, probably not what all want, teachers want to hear um, because you want to put that like... Uh, put that disqualifier out there like, oh, well, some people are going to be unhappy. So I don't want to do it because then it's a risk. And then it makes you feel more comfortable staying put where you are. But unfortunately, the vast, vast majority of people that we have worked with since 2019 have stayed much happier on the other side. And they have said, It's not the same. There's going to be issues in every career. But unfortunately, what teaching was doing to them was um, unsustainable. And I want to go back to something that you said that's really important to address is what is happening with you in this career does not happen in every other career. The low pay, the extreme work hours, not feeling physically safe in your own classroom or feeling like you are being backed up by your admin and being put in a safe classroom or being kept safe, those things aren't going to happen in other careers. But what will happen, you will still probably put other people's needs first and have trouble setting boundaries. Yep, You're going to be a tiny bit of a workaholic. You may struggle with prioritizing your own time and different types of things are still going to pop up. So that's not 100% going to go away, but you're going to be able to manage them in a um, 
different work environment. Yes. Uh, so getting to, I think your question was, how can people kind of tell whether or not it's a good fit to leave teaching? Am I? Yeah. Can you give us some clarity? Like there are mm-hmm. a lot of teachers who are leaving who are thinking of leaving the profession, but they just aren't sure if that's the next step for them. You know, they they want to gain that clarity. So how can they gain clarity in taking that plunge out of the classroom and into something different? Yeah, the first thing I always recommend people do is evaluate if you love everyone that you work with. If your admin is super supportive and you're like, it's so hard for me to leave the supportive work environment, they have my back when it comes to parent complaints and they're really supportive and they help me in my personal development and I love all of the colleagues that I work with. That means that you love your school environment. You like the environment that you're in. And that would be a really great time for you to evaluate if a change in pedagogy, if a change in um, even grade level. If you teach fifth grade, it's a completely different beast than teaching first grade. And if you've never made small tweaks like that, that's going to be easier. Yeah. But the second one would be change of school or change of district. If you can tell that there is one person who is driving you bananas or a group of people or the demographic that you work with. I worked in two completely different school demographics and I worked with students that were unfortunately living in homeless shelters and living inside hotels and had really, really tragic um, home lives came with completely different challenges as a teacher than the students that I worked with in an affluent neighborhood in Los Angeles with student actors inside of my classroom. And I will tell you that I actually loved the first school a lot different just based on kind of the expectations from the parents and the entitlement that I was seeing in the second school district. But changes of school districts are going to help you see if your um your current environment is is really making things a little bit more challenging or it's just not a good fit due to that. Now if I said that and all of that in your head you already know that that's not the answer for me, you're already kind of making the decision. Ooh. That's that's the part is like I don't want to continue to push and fight you on something if you already know in your gut that that's not going to solve the problem then you're already kind of making the decision and if you haven't started to write all that down and go through those complex feelings the next step would be write it all out on a pros and cons list pros of staying cons of staying or pros of um leaving and then the cons of leaving and there's yeah. going to be some give and take. Job security, um, pensions, all of these things are all the like Marie Forlow says, figure outable. Mm-hmm. And we've had we've created so many resources to help people walk through step by step what all of this means. But a lot of times people, once they get to that phase, they start to tell themselves, well, no, I can't leave because of this. And it's like, well, calculate it. If you are unhappy, is it worth it for you to figure out how to roll over your retirement funds into a 401k plan if you're going to stay in this career for 15 more years? Like what weighing out which path makes sense? And when you're going through that process, if for some reason at the end of the day, you go through all the like cons of leaving and it's heavier 
than the pros of leaving. If it's, you know what, there's so many cons, it's not worth me going, but your gut is still saying that's not the answer. You're making the answer. Yeah. The unfortunate reality is that you're never going to feel 100% ready because it's a big, scary risk. It's just like uprooting yourself and going to a brand new um, city and leaving behind all of your friends and family. No matter what, you're not going to feel ready about it. And no matter what, it is going to be a risk. But you have to kind of ask yourself, will I regret never trying? And will I regret staying put? And am I going to make the changes to try and improve my situation if I do decide to sit, stay? Yeah. Because ultimately, I I just want you to be happy wherever you end up going. But you do have to eventually choose a lane. Yeah. I was talking to somebody on Instagram recently, and they were telling me, you know, I just I don't think I can do this any longer. I don't I don't think any of these things. You know, I've tried the I've tried these boundaries. I've tried a new school. I've tried a new. This was like a nineteen year you know, teacher, like they've been teaching forever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what, if you can get to the end of your life and say, you know, I'm good with that. I'm, I'm, I did everything that I wanted to do, then, you know, but if you can sit there and say, I wish I would have tried, I wish I would have just given it a shot. I wish I would have done this. And you think you would feel bad about it. Then you already know your answer. Like, I all I want is for teachers to feel valued. I want them to feel respected. I want them to feel empowered in whatever decision that they make. If mm -hmm. if it's staying in the classroom, if it's leaving the classroom. I think so often teachers end up in this place of stagnation, just not feeling, you know, really fulfilled with the work that they're currently doing. And I've had members of my program be like, "Oh, I needed to do something different in education." And you know, one of my students actually realized, you know, that their strength was in tech. They weren't doing mm -hmm. tech. They were an ELA teacher and they just needed to do something technical to feel fulfilled again, to get, learn something new, to, you know, really feel that inspiration again. But let's talk a little bit about how what you do isn't just leading teachers out of the classroom, but helping them find other places in education where they feel fulfilled. Yeah, uh, I think that this is the biggest part that is a struggle for teachers is because teaching is your identity. You yeah. have always thought about being a teacher probably, and maybe your only first career, you may have gone into it at a young age, straight from college. And it's every time people ask you what you do and you say you're a teacher, you get these like you know, aha, like everyone claps and applauds. Now, you know, on social media, people are a little bit more salty. And, throwing tomatoes, um, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, throwing tomatoes a little <laughs> bit more. But I remember the feeling of everyone saying, wow, you're a teacher and teaching becomes this huge part of you. And so when you start to look for new careers, you're going to immediately go to the things that feel the most aligned and in sync with that. It's everyone wants to be a curriculum writer. Everybody mm -hmm. wants to be an instructional designer because they've learned that that's where some teachers go. But what's really important to realize is whatever job you go into, you're still going to use your teaching skills and you're still going to have that personality. So if you are an office manager, ew, boring, what a boring title, but you're working at a really cool office with people that you love, 
and you're helping support them by organizing their resources for them and saying, hey, it looks like you have these things coming up in the next few weeks. I actually have some materials to help you get better prepared for that. What yeah. does that sound like? Sounds like a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many different ways that this is going to translate. And it's important for you to start doing some research on what types of roles are going to be the best fit for you. Because even going to that like curriculum writing example, there are so many teachers that want to be curriculum writers. And then they start to sit at a desk and they're like, well, actually, I realized that I don't like looking at a screen for six hours out of the day or sitting down. And I feel a little isolated in this work where I wanted to do something that's a little bit more with people. I realized that I actually get lit up by those moments of talking to colleagues or even being involved with like students and I need more face-to-face time. Yeah. Where I've had people who started out wanting to be curriculum writers who also realized like, I like building things. I like the challenge of building things and they became software engineers. Mm-hmm. There's just so many different aspects of this that are going to translate, but the most ma- the majority of the teachers usually end up going into a couple different fields. So first is like the most aligned with teaching, and those are people who still may want to even have something to do with students. It depends on your level of burnout, if you even want to see a child again for a couple of years. <laughs> Um, But those are people who are maybe thinking about going into like museum education programs, even working within their school, if there's opportunities to become like a literacy coach or um, Tectosa or those types of opportunities. And then there's also people who work at like in the hospital education programs or Mm -hmm. nonprofits. There's really great um, creative writing workshops in Los Angeles specific for students like after school nonprofit and there are former teachers who go into those types of roles. The second one is at ed tech companies. So education companies are looking for former teachers for sales roles, customer success manager roles, sometimes product management down like entry level product management roles. Mm-hmm. There's training and development roles. So doing professional development training or creating the professional development training. And then on the other end, Um, The bucket number three is just in a corporate environment, you can go into most training and development training manager, corporate trainer, um, learning and development manager roles, those office manager role positions. And like I said, SDR, BDR sales roles and CSMs are all going to be really good fits for a variety of reasons, whether it's because you like creating training resources or helping walk someone through how to use a technology program or because you love being an active listener and um, being able to identify what someone's problem is without them having to explicitly say it and just being extra helpful, that's going to come in handy wherever you go. You're still going to be able to use those. Yeah. So you just, you answered my next question, which was about transferable skills, because I hear so many, you know, teachers will say, well, I'm just a teacher, you know, I'm just a teacher. How, what kind of transferable skills do I have? How do I write this resume? How do I, you know, all those things. I know you have a quiz, but go into like what kind of resources you have other than just the teacher career coach course. So for transferable skills, we do, I think we have at least one article specific to it, Mm -hmm. but you're going to have 
a lot. Let's just talk about like the surface level, but highest ones that I see people always having. So you're able to take complex information, learn it. You're probably excited to learn it because that's just who you are naturally. Mm -hmm. And then you really like to break it down into bite-sized pieces and then give that to other people. Whether that means it is a customer who might have a hard time processing that complex information Mm -hmm. or your colleagues or if it's in a training program that you're creating. So those are three completely different scenarios, but those are different ways that that's going to come in handy. You are most likely an effective communicator. Now, whether or not you want to be like a public speaker of some sort, that is a completely different story, but you are able to articulate your thoughts in written and oral form uh, at a higher level than most other people who had not had this as a profession. So that's something that's going to come in handy in a variety of situations and especially those hard situations inside like a company. If you're trying to have these discussions, that is something that people really um, do value in their employee. There's also a part of us that loves to create ways to track data. Maybe I'm a freak and that's just me. Nope. But... (laughs) (laughs) Companies want you to be able to track your projects and have uh, KPIs or OKRs that you're actually going to be monitoring how far you're making progress or potentially just setting your own benchmarks and trying to meet them. And that's something that teachers do naturally pretty well. And there's Mm -hmm. this level of project management that we have with assigning 30 mini assignments or 150, depending how many students you have, right. to all of these different caseloads and being able to check in at different times. All of this is something that hiring managers will see the value in it, but not if you're just sending them a resume that just says, I was a teacher, now can I have this role as an XYZ? You have to be the one to strongly articulate how it's going to translate. And that's, I think, where there's just so many challenges. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There are so many good just little nuggets in this. Some really good, good things that you've brought into this episode. And I am going to link a couple of these resources that you have on your blog um, on your course, because I actually have, I'm a member of your course. Um, But I just want to thank you a lot for being a part of the show. You've supported so many teachers and transitioning, you know, into other roles. And I think that the work you're doing is helping so many teachers who are in these pits of despair, you know? And so can you just share a little bit about where the teachers, the listeners can find you um, on Instagram or any other social media um, platforms that you have? Yeah, so you can find us on Instagram at Teacher Career Coach. It's not just me. It is a group of former teachers and other career experts that run that page. But we always are happy to answer questions in our DMs or just sharing resources and tons of stories of former teachers in a variety of roles. So if you're just wanting to be a fly on the wall of what other opportunities other people are landing, that Instagram page at Teacher Career Coach is the best way to find us. But I want to even comment a second um, about something that you just said. I think that people really for the first few years 
have started to realize that there are these opportunities outside of the classroom for them. And I think you've used the term like like despair or like people who are just really feeling like they're stagnant. Yeah. This is honestly, it may sound counterintuitive, but this is the way that I hope many people can find happiness one way or the other, because I think what was missing from the equation was choice. Yeah. About five years ago, the reason why we had so many people who were quote unquote like miserable in their teaching profession is because they truly did not think that they had any other choice. They had signed an invisible contract and they were going to be in a forever career and there was nothing else that they could do. And so right now it is a weird transition period where everybody's seeing other people doing it and they're trying to evaluate, oh shoot, do I want to do that too? Is yeah. that what I'm doing? Yeah. And that's, that's hard. Those are big feelings and those are very valid. But I think what you should take from this is this is not impossible for any teacher at any stage. Yeah. This is something that's truly possible. And so now you can go with clarity that you are chick- picking a lane. And so you don't have to feel resentment that you're stuck backed into a corner and forced into this career. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope that that can help bring people happiness wherever they really decide to stay. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, it this is your life and your choice, but we just want you to be happy with whatever decision you make. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, that part. So I'm going to put the links for everybody to go check you out on um, social media, um, on LinkedIn, on your website. I'm going to put some stuff in there from your blog because I really think that's going to help a lot of teachers determine, do they want to stay or is it time for them to go? Because like you said, we just want we want people to be happy in their choices and not feel so burned out. So thank you so much, Daphne, for coming on the show. I really appreciate your wealth of knowledge, your expertise. Thank you so much, Brittany. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Before you go, head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash podcast to check out any links, freebies, and resources discussed in this episode so that you can start recovering from or preventing burnout and reigniting your passion for teaching. If you liked this episode and it helped you or made you think in any way, I know it will be for other educators too. So subscribe and leave a review so more educators can find this community as well. Did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the teachers in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of the episode you're listening to and tell me and post it in your stories. What do you say that we start creating a trail for more teachers around us so that we can start to make the change in the system of education, how teachers are seen and respected, and for ourselves? I look forward to connecting with you more on Instagram at Teaching Mind, Body, and Soul or TikTok at Miss Princess Teach. I am always looking for an excuse to chat more about burnout, resilience, and teacher support. I'll see you in the next episode.